So Janelle is in a very tricky situation with the spirituality behind it. She doesn't have any kind kind of legal marriage to mm -hmm. Cody at all. So there's nothing to go and get this divorce. She is still very much believing at this point in these episodes, season 18, 9 to 10, in the religious aspect of polygamy and the importance of the spiritual marriages. So she isn't in the position that Christina's in, where Christine can just, can just walk away and say, ha, yeah, I'm done with this craziness. She's not at that place spiritually yet. So she's very, I want to say it's very hard for her in this moment. She doesn't want really to have a relationship with Cody, but she also is spiritually battling this issue of, I don't want to cause issues between me and God. Hello everyone, welcome back. My name is Sam. And I'm Melissa. I grew up in the FLDS community. It is a polygamous group run by Warren Jeffs, and I moved out when I was 18 years old. I was raised LDS. Sam and I have been married for nine years and have two awesome kiddos. Yes, we do. And we are back here with you today to, once again, discuss our fresh eyes on Sister Wives, season 18, episodes 9 and 10. Yes, and just like the rest of you, we are waiting to see where the final straw is with these women. We've been trying so hard to stay off of Google, like to stay off of what's happening now. Unfortunately, we all know how it ends, right? But we've been trying so hard. Well, honestly, like this season so far, I'm like, let's just get to the part where these women are just done because we are watching, as a lot of you know, from the beginning, season one, two, three, we're on season three, and I really wish we could just like hop back and see season 17 and see Christine leave, because with all these other women, even though we know that they're going to leave, I'm like, get to it already. Like, it's, it's, it's painful. painful. <laughs> it's painful to watch to see how long Cody kind of drags this out without, I don't know, he, he just... He doesn't want to make the decision of leaving because it would supposedly look bad on him or something, but at the same time, he definitely not into them, right? Yeah. That would, I mean, I guess that's safe to say. Aside from Robin, he is just an awful husband to the rest of them. Yeah, he is completely tuned out. And like, within polygamy, do you think it's more shameful for a man to quit on a marriage in polygamy than what it is a regular marriage? I should uh, say regular, but a monogamous. A monogamous, yes. So that is a, a great question. Thank that you. is <laughs> welcome. That is an interesting one because ultimately I would say yes, but only because to or at least it is to them. And also because it's affecting more than one wife. It's affecting multiple people. Not just the husband and wife, but the husband and multiple wives. And also in most every, if not all, polygamous marriages, it is very, very spiritual as well. It's all about your commitment to God. So in their eyes, it's going to be a very big deal to get any type of divorce. Within the FLDS community, the mm -hmm. cousins to the Brown family's uh, religious beliefs. I don't even know if the FLDS would claim that. No. <laughs> yeah. <I'm just> <laughs> like, we don't want to be cousins. Um, in FLDS, did you ever see a man walk away from his wives? I saw some men and, and wives that didn't get along. And I know of a couple instances, and this did not happen often, so this was very, very rare. But there were a couple 
people that I knew of and were very familiar with that did not get along for whatever reason and the church approved them to go their separate ways and remarry different people. Okay. So it wasn't that they were able to just make the choice on their own, but with everything going on, they were able to go to the church leaders and get that approved. Okay. Yeah. So it can happen, but very, very rare. Very rare. They very did rare. talk clear at the end of episode 10. They were talking about the spiritual releases again and talking, Janelle was saying how now where she doesn't have the actual community, the actual institution and religious community that they had in Utah. When they moved away to Las Vegas, like there's no other congregations for them to go to. There's no other places. Like they left that community completely. And so even though they're continuing to practice the lifestyle and the belief system, there's none, none of that communal support. So she was talking about the fact that now that she's not part of that community, she doesn't even know where to go for a spiritual release. Like normally there's a very specific process for them to get a release from their spiritual marriage. And she's like, now I don't even have someone to go to to say like, can I be released from the spiritual marriage? And so it puts them in a really tricky spot spiritually, I think, where they're right. still trying to hold on to it, but they can't let go of it either in the way that they think is proper. Right, exactly. Really quick, if you are interested in just listening, we do have a podcast as well, and please don't forget to subscribe. Yes. So Janelle is in a very tricky situation with the spirituality behind it. She doesn't have any kind, kind of legal marriage to mm -hmm. Cody at all, so there's nothing to go and get this divorce. She is still very much believing at this point in these episodes, season 18, 9 to 10, in the religious aspect of polygamy and the importance of the spiritual marriages. So she isn't in the position that Christina's in where Christine can just, can just walk away and say, ha, yeah, I'm done with this craziness. She's not at that place spiritually yet. So she's very, I want to say it's very hard for her in this moment. She doesn't want really to have a relationship with Cody, but she also is spiritually battling this issue of, I don't want to cause issues between me and God. Well, and not only that, but you got to think there has to be a certain point where you say, okay, if this is all so that I can spend eternity with this person, but I don't even want to spend this life with this person, then where's the line of like, okay, I don't even work. I don't even care anymore if I'm not with them in eternity. I don't even want it now. Even Cody said, these are supposed to be eternal marriages. And how am I supposed to have an eternal marriage when I don't feel anything? I don't feel any fire. I don't feel any spark. I have the one love of my life, Robin, and the rest are, what do you call them? And then I have these other issues, situations, situations situ I have these other situations that I have to deal with. And so them being treated like situations in this life, I'm like, is that really what you want? Like for eternity? The, uh, Cody, 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 Cody. I Oh, I feel like they should just give him a, a, a fake foot on TV that he can just keep putting in his mouth. Just, just a, you know, that probably better off for him. And if he says the word loyalty one more time, <laughs> I might actually lose it. I'm like, we get it. All that you care about is loyalty. You just want someone to be obedient to you. We get it. But like, so all the time. Loyalty, he, loyalty. He keeps saying, yeah, exactly. He says loyalty over and over again. Loyalty, respect. I demand. This is this is my house. This is my rules. You can come to my house. I'm not going to come to my adult children's house because I have a home and exactly. they need to come to me. Yeah. So, and, and I know that some of that comes with the upbringing and the man of the house and that kind of thing. It's not all just because he 
was born into the world this way. I'm not saying that he doesn't have some issues, but a lot of it is because of the religious upbringing that there is a man of the house. So, yeah, but I mean, he was raised LDS, and yes, that is true, and there's still a lot of patriarchy, but I feel like most LDS families, the husband is not ruling with an iron fist in that way. That's true. I was more thinking about the upbringing and the polygamy aspect. In polygamy, aspect. but he wasn't raised in polygamy. That's, That's what's so true. crazy to me. But everybody admits that he changed a lot over the years. That's true, and that he did become more extreme in his beliefs. Right. For instance, they were talking about holidays and Easter, and how he was saying that as he was talking with people and discussing religious beliefs, mm -hmm. he decided that they shouldn't celebrate Easter, he should really celebrate Passover. And that they switched to that as a family. And they were talking about just the fact that ever-evolving uh, belief system around holidays and around these different things. Yeah. And I thought that was really interesting because, again, when you go to a certain church, like the LDS church, and you're going, they're very uniform across the board. Like, everybody uses the same manuals for every single Sunday school. People are giving given the same general conference yeah. talks. It's very, you're supposed to be able to walk into any LDS church anywhere in the world and you're going to have the same lesson that you would in any other part of the world. So that's very uniform, right? And then you have them in the AUB where this community, obviously they're getting all this information, but as soon as they move, they have the options that can kind of, they have more wiggle room because they're not yeah. going to a church every Sunday and getting the same instruction as everybody else in their community. And so as he's talking about all these religious holiday views and things kind of shifting and changing the more he talks to different people, I was like, okay, I can see where you could kind of go off into whatever you believe personally and kind of, I don't want to say stray because that's not the right word. And a lot of other churches may be like that where there's a lot more wiggle room to kind of go off onto your own tangents or your own beliefs. Mm -hmm. um, in the LDS, it's very streamlined. So... Yes, yes, but there is this thing called personal revelation that people take advantage of sometimes, you know, even within the mainstream LDS church, especially if you get into other countries. But there's still a very straight and narrow way. <laughs> there, There is an outline, yes, there is an outline. This is the way things should be followed. And then everyone has their little opinions on top of all of that. But yes. I guess not about holidays. Yeah, I've everybody, never, everybody yeah. does their own thing for Everybody holidays. does their own thing. There's a lot of ways to interpret, just like there's a lot of ways to interpret a scripture. One person from one religion can interpret a passage of scripture completely 100% different. Mm -hmm. Same thing when the uh, LDS current prophet stands up and says something. One family can interpret what he says one way, and another person can interpret it a different way. And it happens all the time. So, little things here and there. But the overall doctrine, main picture, main path, the LDS Church has that pretty well set out. Yeah. I would say. When you saw them talking about different Easter and how Christine is doing it as like an act of rebellion, like, I'm going to hunt for Easter eggs and do this with my family because Cody doesn't like it. He doesn't want to celebrate it. He decided it's pagan. How did you, how are you raised about Easter and different holidays that in the Christian world are still supposed to be centered around Jesus Christ? Mm -hmm. And Janelle mentioned that. She's like, I never minded, you know, no matter what we did, it was still supposed to be Christ-centered. Right. Which I think most people can agree, but... Right. So, the way I was raised, and this, things changed over the years, but from the moment I remember a holiday revolving around Jesus Christ, for example, was not celebrated. 
we were taught that it was a worldly holiday made up and it was a disrespect to our Savior. That's basically what I was told. Oh, okay. And so Easter, um, Christmas. Christmas, and another thing they would say is, that isn't even when he was born, so why are people celebrating on Christmas? You know, different things like that to make up the reasons why we wouldn't celebrate. What we would celebrate is Independence Day and certain festivals and things like that. When I was younger and we had a great time doing that, and then eventually that went away as well as Warren became the prophet of the church. He put an end to all fun that was going on. But, but even from the very beginning though, from like, and even long before I was born, things like Christmas and Easter were not celebrated. Did they celebrate Passover? So let's, let's put it this way. During Easter, on Easter Sunday, they would make sure that everyone recognized the importance of the Savior and talked about what it, what it was that he did for us and that kind of thing. Okay. But it wasn't celebrated with eggs or coloring or it wasn't like a, a celebration. It was a more, let's come together as a family, think about these important things and keep it more mellow and, and respectful for our Savior. That's kind of what it was about. Okay. And it sounded like that's kind of what Cody and Robin just quiet at their house. Although the fact that they didn't even invite Mary again. <laughs> Poor Mary! This whole thing is just so sad for Mary. She's hanging on. Cody's even saying, like, I don't know what she's hanging on for. It's not going to change. You know, it was just a couple, it was this season, just a couple episodes ago, maybe a few, that Cody said something along the lines of all real men have oh, yeah. or live polygamy. Like, he brought up the scriptures, all these uh, really... I think it was in season one. Was it season... It might have been one of the... Oh, was it season one? It was one of the earlier seasons, because we've been watching back from the beginning. Oh, but you're right, he was saying all real men, the animal kingdom, that was like on his honeymoon or whatever with Robin. But I thought he was talking to one of his friends in this season, uh, as he was going for a car ride with him, talking about everything going on. Going on with the he divorce mentioned with to Christine. one of his friends that was also in a polygamous marriage, and then he was divorced and is now in a monogamous, monogamous marriage. You're right. So he was talking with him and said something about the fact that it is this really high honor, and it is a proof that you're a, a real God-fearing man if you live polygamy. And then, just a little bit later, we're seeing that... He can't do it. He's he's 100% not capable of being this real man that he claims to be, right? Mm -hmm. Because he can't live polygamy. Simple as that. He is not capable of doing it at this point. Well, and Christine, and I thought it was interesting too, they talked about what makes a bad sister wife. Like, mm -hmm. they were each saying, um, or he was talking about the fact that Christine was a bad sister wife because... He, you know, she was talking about the other wives and I'm like, look at what you're doing. Well, you're like twice as bad as a husband because you're talking about the fact that the women who have actual reasons for jealousy are going back and forth and that makes them bad sister wives. But you're talking badly about your wives on public television right? <laughs> in front of the whole world and saying how awful they are and how none of them are loyal and how you need loyalty and stuff. And I'm like, so... Mr. High and Mighty is doing the same things that he's criticizing the other people for. Right. And yeah, I, I think they were talking about polygamy when all of them were like, oh, the only way polygamy can work is like this. The only way polygamy can work is, you know, if, if they give respect and spend time with all the wives and all the things that all of them are saying are not being done in this family anymore. Right. Just not being done, not a single one of them. 
No, no, it's it's crazy to see, and it's it's interesting because we know that Robin does a lot of things that have created a problem with the other wives. We do know that, but it was interesting to see that Christine didn't really talk all that negatively about Robin. You know, she she mentioned a couple things about how yeah, when Robin came in. It actually made things better in the family. Certain certain, certain things, ways, yeah. certain things in the family made. Christine, at least in some aspects, is trying to be respectful to, about the situation. Now, when it comes to Cody, she's just completely over that. She doesn't have a whole lot of respect for him at all. But she talked about the fact that she wouldn't mind a family reunion with them, mm -hmm. so that all the kids could get together. So at least, as far as this season goes, like taking away everything else in the past, this season, it really seems like Christine's issue is with Cody. Right. Um, obviously, she has her other issues with the other wives. You know, she's not speaking to them, so it makes sense. But all of her issues stem from Cody, and that's what she's most vocal about. Right, exactly. Yeah, and I don't know. It's interesting because Robin multiple times has said things, and even Cody will admit that Robin does want this polygamous thing to work out, obviously in her own way, but she, she wants the other wives around. She wants Mary to stay. And it's Cody that is refusing to do certain things, like like try to mend relationships. When Mary or when Robin asks him to, he doesn't have that interest. He doesn't have the interest in those other situations. In those other situations. In those other situations. He, Not, oh. He's happily married with his wife and then there's with the love of his life. His, he's, that's what he said, with the love of my life. And then I have these other situations that, you know, if they wanted to man things, then okay, but they have to they have to respect Cut. me and they have to be loyal to me. Yeah. Even at one point, it's interesting to see because I think sometimes like the other wives I think they do think that it's more Robin and maybe some of it is, but both Robin and Cody both say like, oh, Robin didn't tell me to do that. Like picking up Robin's kids in the morning and taking them to school. Mm -hmm. She's like, I told him, I thought that would cause problems if you're leaving another wife's house. I told him it caused problems. He said, I don't care. I'm going to do what I want to do. And this is what I want to do. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to do it. And so that I'm interested to see as we continue to watch from the beginning how much of it is Robin or how much of it is just the fact that Cody likes her the most and so he just prioritizes and picks her over. And don't get me wrong, it's going to feel good to be picked, right? Like I'm sure Robin is going to love being the favorite. Who wouldn't want to be the favorite wife? Mm -hmm. So I get that, but at the same time it seems like Cody is really, Cody's the villain. Right. Like Cody's the one who is deciding to leave another wife's house early to go take care of somebody else's kids and not split that time equally and then justify it because he feels like he has this second chance at having young kids. And so it's just like a whole lot of mess. Again, we know where it ends up and mostly I'm just like, I want to see the straw that breaks the camel's back. I want to see when Janelle is going to be like, okay, enough is enough. I want to see when Mary finally just Let's go and is able to like drive off that, into the that, sunset. Yeah, Mary, Janelle, both of them. I, I, oh man, it's tough. And you see Mary trying so hard to be happy and make this life for herself, but and then she just says things like, "Oh yeah, no, I haven't seen Cody in months at this point, right?" I just spent Easter by myself in my oh, house. Yeah, it's, I spent it's Easter. fine. No one invited me. It's just, do we know where Mary's child is? I do not know. I've been trying not to Google it. 
But Mary Mary says multiple times that she's alone here and she's alone there, and she never mentions that her her child is around at all. So I'm I'm curious. What happens with that too? What happened with that? We are going to be continuing. Um, every other week we'll be reviewing another season of Sister Wives. So stay tuned for that if you want to hear more of our thoughts and starting our fresh eyes on Sister Wives. We've already done season one and season two. If you want to click the link above to check those out and kind of starting at the beginning again. And it's been interesting to start at the beginning and then also see the end. And we're excited to fill in so many gaps in the uh, middle and see how they got here, especially in their religious journeys. We're very right. excited. So if you want to hear more about that, like and subscribe. Yes. Thank you all so much for being with us again. We look forward to talking with you soon. Talk to us soon.